morning crypto. We are live. Yeah. Yep. Okay, guys, my uh, screen did not show that intro at all. So <laughs> we'll jump right into it, guys. Today, uh, I'm new. So just give a, give me a little bit of your patience here. We'll start it off. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where you, we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. Abs got stuck in the sauna this morning, so all you ladies can simmer down. I'll be your host today. Take it easy on me. I'm Jackie, uh, joined by several of our 3T uh, family members. We've got the myth, the legend, the king, Super G. The Italian dynamic duo, the gaming legend NFT Tones. He likes to call himself a king, but he isn't holding the X royalty NFT yet. So we gotta we gotta filter that out there. We got the real king of the house, well at least uh, in NFT Tones' house, Mr. Johnny K, and the actual cash flow king himself, Andrew Cashflow. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing Bitcoin wallets back from the dead, dormant BTC wallets wake up following the 100 Bitcoin move from a various from various addresses over the weekend. More on SBF and his comfy stay in Fox Hill Prison. He is now back on U.S. soil in New York, awaiting his court appearance. Will SBF hold to a statement of not knowingly committing fraud? Will his two while his two cooperating executives willingly plead guilty to fraud? We will see. And the contagion continues as one of the biggest crypto mining companies in the U.S. files for bankruptcy. FTX works to unwind poor record keeping. Creditors from Gemini propose their own recovery plans and the list continues. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. For those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. Now let's check in with our family, Super G, how you be? <laughs> hey, Jackie, how's it going? Good morning, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm not usually on on Thursdays, but when you were hosting, I had to have your back, so I had to jump on. I know that uh, I think Mario's going to jump on here a, a little bit later on, so just super excited. We got a lot of news, a lot of different things going on, but love you guys, appreciate you guys being here uh, as always, and it's going to be a great show. Awesome. Thank you, Gonzo. Tony. Oh, Tony. What the heck? Who's Tony? Tones, my homie. What's cracking? <laughs> Tones, Tony. It's all the same shit in my book. Uh, not much. I'm I'm excited for uh, what we got cooking. We're cooking with Jackie as the host today. So uh, I'm excited to see what articles we got and ready to see Jackie bring the heat. All right, Johnny K. Is it a good day today? As long as I wake up, it's always a good day. Anytime you're six feet above ground, it's a great day. Let me start off every day like I always do. Good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. We have the always happy, always smiling, joyful Jackie in the house right of the show today. Jackie, I'm super excited. Can't wait to hop into it. It's going to be a good time. And good morning to the rest of my brothers out there. Jackie, I mean, uh, Tone, Super G, and Cashflow. Great to see you guys. Thank you, Johnny. All right, Andrew, please tell me where I can find your course and make myself a cash flow queen. I'm begging yeah. you. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. And here, good evening, good afternoon here in the Netherlands. It's already dark here. So you were at, at, at the beginning of the day. We are ending the day. 
it's always fun to be here with with you guys uh, yes indeed uh, the the investing course is uh, is live in the 3t academy will also be live in future in uh, outside the 3t academy and there is we can make so much money and the, and the time to buy is currently so uh, but what to buy that's the question and that's what you learn in the academy awesome thank you so much andrew all right, guys, let's take a look at our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto. You get access to our team and links. Go follow that account. It's sitting at the same number as it was yesterday. And unlike most of people's money sitting in the bank, we did not wake up this morning to stay the same. So make my day and go like that account. Um, next, guys, we've got the Bitcoin Fear and, e Fear and Greed Index sitting at a 28. Um, so not much has changed there. Let's see if there are any big movers in the space. Looking at our nice little fun bubbles. This is something that's super exciting as we- It's so uh, Christmassy, right, Jackie? Like, look yeah. at that. You got your little green circle, XTC, and then just a sea of red. I love yeah, it. Yeah, but they got Christmas hats. Look at the Christmas hats. That's what I was going to point out. The Christmas hats. So cute, so fun, so festive. If only that color red wasn't so Yo, bad. Time no, out, that's time a out. good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did you guys notice if you look at mana that's negative 20%, it's actually got a present next to it. So yeah, one yeah, yeah. It's a gift to buy it that cheap. That's why. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. I love it. I love it. Let's take a look, guys, now at some of the prices that we've got on CoinMarketCap. We have a market cap right now of $800 billion. Bitcoin dominance sitting at 40.1%. Ethereum dominance, 18.2%. Bitcoin's trading at $16,650. Ethereum at $1,189. We got BNB at $241. XRP is at $0.34. Cents. Cardano at $0.24. Cents. Polygon at $0.77. Cents. Um, a few others here. Let's see. Where is our favorite quant? I know we were talking about this behind the scenes earlier. Did I pass it? I think I did, guys. It was like at 103 when I was checking it. Yeah. Maybe it's down lower. Not Switch, lower. flipping it over to you, Gonzo. I know you had some awesome TA, some comments on what you're looking at in the markets. What are your plans right now? What what cryptos are you currently looking at? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Bitcoin. It's been moving sideways and we really need to get above like 16.8. I would say like 17,000 or else it's going to be continued to down, right? Like we need to start closing daily candles kind of above 70. 17,000. The other thing I'm watching is Bitcoin dominance, right? So for most of this bear market, what we've seen is that um, as Bitcoin goes, the alts go, right? Bitcoin pumps, the altcoins pump. Bitcoin drops, the altcoins drop. But we need to start paying attention right now as we get closer to this bottom is Bitcoin dominance. Because what will start to happen is all the liquidity will start to go into Bitcoin. Bitcoin dominance will rise. And then that will also, even though Bitcoin's going up, It'll kind of separate itself and then the altcoins will bleed further, right? You can see Algo's kind of taken a big punishment this morning. It's at like 16.7 cents. Uh, Johnny's favorite quant, I've been watching quant for him. And on the daily, it looks like one big macro head and shoulders. Um, so we'll see that $100 is going to be a strong level to break. But when we start coming down to that, we get kind of into that range to $100 to $80. And we'll see how we go from there, how, 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 um, how quickly it corrects and continues to go down. So that's kind of what I'm keeping an eye on. I'm kind of waiting to see uh, what happens with Bitcoin dominance. And I kind of stopped DCAing, just putting that money aside, because I think some of these altcoins 
are going to start bleeding out. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's what I'm doing. Kind of just waiting to see um, as we come to the end of the year, what's going to happen. Um, Tones, I know we usually discuss cryptos, what we're looking out for there, but you are the king when it comes to NFTs. Let us in on a couple projects that you're looking out for right now. What's going on in the NFT world? To be honest, I'm keeping my eyes out on Splinterlands because Splinterlands is releasing a new tower defense game. And then on top of that, they're working on Genesis League Sports, which is supposed to be a soccer-like game. Then, of course, my favorite company of all, it's going to be Gala. I'm keeping an eye on everything Gala has because they had recently they had a Legends playtest. They're now doing another playtest on uh, Legends Reborn, and they're doing a bunch of things to get people in uh in the community actually in the games participating giving feedback doing stuff so it's really good to help get involved and help these games grow and develop because remember like i said for these games to be successful they have to be fun so for them to be fun they require people to actually go out there play test them and give their actual honest feedback so it's really good to see that this kind of stuff is happening and then of course we got myra games which is adding a ton of games to their collection so it's going to be really, really huge to see what is coming along. I There's a lot to pay attention for, and I'm definitely excited with the whole crypto space. Tones, I am, I'm disappointed. You didn't mention anything about X royalty. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to fly out there and beat you of, for that. Of later. course I'm excited but, for X royalty, but I can't, I, I didn't want to take the heat and take it from you, Jackie. I'm going to let you speak on X royalty. I appreciate you for that. I really do. We will be talking on that more a little bit later, guys. We've got some fun updates for you, but let's jump right into the articles. Now we've got our first one. Um, Bitcoin addresses tied to defunct Canadian crypto exchange, Quadriga CX, wake up. This is uh, super crazy, guys. More than 100 Bitcoins tied to the exchange. Quadriga X were transferred out of cold wallets thought to be beyond anyone's control over the weekend after sitting dormant for more than three years. This raises some concerns. I want to flip this quickly over to Johnny K. What the heck is going on? Um, why is this movement happening in the bear market? What do you think? Well, you know, it's hard to say who's, who's got access to all these coins and what's happening with this. You, you've got a lot of, uh, Bitcoin tied up in wallets that people don't know what's going on, where they are, who owns it. That's part of the whole <laughs> reason, the decentralization and being able to keep this, some of that stuff private. Right. So, um, hard to say there, Jackie, and when they're going to be free and what's going to happen. I don't know. We'll just have to keep an eye on it. But um, I would imagine, that, you know, depending on how long they were sitting there, if it was three years ago, I think Bitcoin was much lower than 16,000. So they still could have some value uh, increase. And maybe we'll see a Can I add a little bit on this, dude? This is spicy as hell, right? This is Quadriga. This is the Canadian exchange. I don't know if you remember this, Johnny, but this is they did the uh, Netflix special on this. This is the guy that died in India, right? where they said that he's the only one that had controls of the keys and they lost them. Right. And this then kind of when they went deep, right. Yeah. And then when they, when they deep into it, it was all just a scam, kind of like another FTX, but for Canada where he was getting people's funds and he was trading with them. And he lost all this money. So the big thing was, was he really dead? Right. Or not. That's like the big mystery. Shelly and I had this whole conversation this morning where I believe that he was probably really dead but that, that the wife was lying. So she either had access the whole time, right? Or she recently found the keys 
and is now trying to move the Bitcoin because now they're trying to move it to a mixer app to mix it up. But that's the great thing about blockchain, right? Is that you can't hide these things. They say that criminals use blockchain and all that crap, all that narrative. It's BS. It's all on a ledger, right? So whoever it is, it's not the creditor, right? It's not the like the bankruptcy people. They've already said they don't have control of those wallets. So whoever it is, it's either the guy who wasn't really dead, right? Or it's his wife or somebody associated who had the keys the whole time or recently found the keys. And now they're trying to steal the Bitcoin. Yeah, or something else, you know, there is also an Ernst Young uh, involved here in this whole uh, whole, whole uh, episode. And I think it stinks a little bit. Uh, somebody knows more than, than we realize and, and where it is coming from and what you say, it is offered to a mixer. <laughs> Actually, this is, this is crypto. Welcome to the crypto world, you know, and this is what we like. And it needs to grow up and we will see much more of this uh, yeah, this uh, this fishy stuff. Andrew, I, I 100% agree with that. We learned that nearly 70 Bitcoin go to this mixer that only causes a lot of concerns. Uh, in my opinion, more news on uh, some, some contagion in the space. Uh, Core Scientific files for bankruptcy as crypto, as crypto winter bites. Core Scientific, one of the biggest publicly traded cryptocurrency mining companies in the U.S. says on Wednesday it filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection attributed to its bankruptcy was the Bitcoin slumping prices, rising energy costs for Bitcoin mining, and a $7 million unpaid debt from the U.S. crypto lender Celsius Network. The contagion continues. All of this stuff coming from um, starting with the FTX scandal Tones with more and more contagion spreading. Do you like? Do you like where we are? Do you, I'm so sorry. Do you think we're close to the bottom? What do you think? Um, do we have more mountains to climb? It's hard to say. I mean, w- with what just recently happened, I mean, we could see contagion continue to spread. I mean, usually what happens is we usually see a big thing fall, a big mountain crush, and then we kind of go up from there. But like. With everything that happened with FTX, we don't know if there's going to be more mountains that need to be jumped over or go, gone over to just get over these hurdles. So, like, I, I don't know if we're near the bottom. I don't I don't want to give any advice, not financial advice at all. I mean, you have to do your own research. I mean, it, it is definitely hard to say, but I think we could possibly get in closer and closer to a bottom, but it's hard to say. Thank you, Tones. I want to bring up this chart. Uh, I was talking with Gonzo behind the scenes today, and we were discussing how minor capitulation usually marks the end of a bottom. Gonzo, I want to get a few of your thoughts, and then I'll switch it over to Andrew. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we've seen, like, you know, I wasn't in the market during the last bear market, but I love history, and I do a lot of research. And the one concept that I can tell you that that has been Besides like the, the Mt. Gox hack, they'll look back at 2222 and say it was the FTX thing, the Bitfinex. There's always some major event that signals our bottom. But the other consistent thing that happens is minor capitulation, right? So it's either these miners go out of business. Um, I think you're going to see that more because what happened in this last bull run is these guys use leverage, right? We've talked about leverage on the show before. So they went out and got loans and now they're being margin called on these loans but it usually signals a, a bottom. And so we're either 
at the bottom or we're getting close to that bottom, right? I know a lot of us is talking about looking at the uh, January full moon as maybe giving us that final flush, whether that's January or February. Um, and then we're just going to kind of grind out slowly. But that usually is what signals a bottom is minor capitulation where these guys either go out of business or a bigger entity comes in and buys them out. Correct. Gonzo, thank you so much. Andrew, did you have any thoughts here? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I also li like uh, history, but I also like uh, to zoom out. And if I zoom out to 2013, Bitcoin made from the, the, the high in 2013, a drop of 85%. In 2017, four years later, Bitcoin made a drop of 83%. Then we are four years later now in November, we had again a top and now we are in 73%. So my question is, are we already at the bottom? I think we have still 10% to go from uh, to the bottom and there need to be more pain, more desperation, more people that give up. And that is exactly if everybody is bashing each other and, and, and calling names and, and, and blaming each other for everything, you know, then you know, and we are more or less there, then you know we are at the bottom, that nobody wants it anymore. This is shit, I don't want it. I'm crying, and you know, and, and then, but still, if you also zoom out, you also see that from 2013 top to, to, to uh, 2070 top, it is still four years. So it goes up very steep, but also goes down uh, uh, steep. And then you are in a winter. So we are currently in crypto winter. It usually takes a year, one and a half year. So it wouldn't surprise me if 2013 is just a, a period of going sideways a little bit. And then uh, beginning 2024, you will see uh, coming up again. And then we will rise to the top of uh, 2025. So that's my expectation. And, uh, you know, just... Uh, yeah, do what is what, what you like to do with it. But I think we are not there yet. 100%, Andrew, I agree with you there. I think people are getting a little too comfortable at these prices, and I think we have a little more downturn to go. Um, comfortable like Sam Bankman-Fried, if we're going to jump into that news. Sam Bankman-Fried's luxurious stay in Fox Hill Prison. I'm sure you guys kind of touched on this a little bit. I just had to bring this up. Um, I don't even get treatment like he that here in the Arizona Um Kind of, kind of some things that stuck out to me. He was offered vegan food by his parents. He even had a cable television. Really quickly, just want to get some thoughts from Tones. Tones, I've got to know, does Johnny K offer you vegan food? And he does he give you access to cable? If not, <laughs> Sam Bakeman's Freed's parents might be looking for a new son with some of the news we've got coming at you. Yeah, so Johnny does give me vegan food. He, he, Johnny is a fantastic Johnny. But, but let me tell you something. If I had all the shit that Sam Bankman Free was getting in jail for free, for free, I would be doing that. Well, what the hell? All right. What the hell is the point of paying and doing all this shit when I could just go to jail and live for free? Seriously. I, I like, I, 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 no, seriously, Johnny, I, I see you not in your head over there. But I mean, when people are treated like this in prison for what they're doing wrong, what's the point of doing stuff? actually right in society when they're going to jail and getting cable tv air conditioning vegan food i mean i it, it just boggles my mind like it seriously boggles my mind i find this disgusting 
Like, I really find this disgusting. Like, they should not be treated this way, especially when they were in the wrong and being sent to jail. Thank you, Tones. And Johnny, here's a chance to defend yourself. Is your treatment of Tones fair? Has SBF been treated fairly? What do you think will go down in New York today as SBF hits U.S. soil? What I said at the end of the day, SBF will end up living like a king in the jails. They'll put him in a nice high luxury um, you know, country club. He'll get to, you know, slice the cobble goal and eat nice meals and vegan, whatever the hell he wants. They'll treat him like a king over here, most likely. He paid, he, he bought off enough people where he'll probably end up having a, a nice cushiony life uh in jail. But we'll see what happens if he even gets prosecuted. We're we're so far ahead of the game. Let, let's not jump too far ahead. Uh, but we'll see. I think he's in trouble only because you know, now they got his girlfriend and the other guy, they're they're gonna be rats, they're gonna flip like just like Sammy the Bull did on John Gotti. Don't be surprised if these are sitting there. They're going to sing like canaries. Oh, they, they already did, Johnny. They already uh, released their plea agreement. As long as they tell the truth, all she's go. getting. Caroline is just pleading guilty to some tax thing. So who knows? I don't think she's going to do any jail time. But the, the, the government, like, played it pretty nice, dude. They were pretty gangster. They waited until... Like, because he was fighting the extradition thing, right? Because he was probably trying to figure out, if I stay here, can I bail out? Will I be better off here? And then he was kind of back and forth, and he finally decided, okay, I'll let them extradite me. He had no idea that they already had Caroline and Gary Wang, that they've already have their plea agreement. So as soon as FBI had him in custody and they were putting him on the plane, they did the, they did the press conference where, hey, these guys came in, they pled guilty, and, you know, we have what we have, but dude, they're going to hammer him. So here's the thing is if, if SBF knows anything about anyone, we're going to find out, right? Cause he's either going to be the fall guy and he's going to go down or he's going to start giving up some people. Right. So we'll know if he knows anything. No, you uh, won't. Because no, you won't. What? Why? No, you, you think you're going to take him out? He's going to get suicide. He's going to suicide. We'll himself. see. We'll see. He's going to, he's probably going to hang himself from a, you know, from, from the bed with a, with a, you know, you know how this thing works. They're not letting him talk. He's going to get Epstein. He's going to get Epstein. My money is now on. If he ends up going to jail, don't be surprised if he suicides himself somehow. Maybe shoot himself in the back of the head three times and put him in the trunk or hang from a, you know, you know, what a, what a sheet from who knows, but I, are they going to let him talk? I'll be very surprised. He spread a lot of cash, but well, who knows? we're getting, we're getting graphic here. No, I'm just kidding. All right, just to show our you just to show our listeners, guys, the articles that we're talking about. The two executives in Sam Bankman Fried's crypto empire plead guilty to fraud. This is what Gonzo was touching on. Caroline Ellison, the former chief executive of Alameda Research, and Gary Wang, a founder of FTX, are co cooperating in federal criminal case against Mr. SBF. Uh, two former Oops, sorry guys. Miss Ellison, 28, had misused FTX customer deposits to fund Alameda's trading activity. And Mr. Wang, 29, had created software that allowed the diversion of funds to take place. Andrew, things are coming to an end. Sam's career is coming to an end. His relationship with Caroline is coming to an end for sure after this one. What do you think will happen to SBF at the end of this? Yeah, I think uh, Johnny is right. He, uh, he isn't so safe anymore. And uh, it, it, it should look like that he has, has, yeah. When he when he when he dies, it should like uh, look like an accident, or or that at least he did it himself. Because indeed, when he starts talking, why is he picked up by uh, by by uh, uh, by the police just one day because before the hearing? 
because he talks too much. The mm. last couple of weeks, he already talked too much. So they want to silence him. That That's what needed. And, 100%, uh, Andrew. That boy sings like a canary, and there ain't well, what the hell's going on. And there ain't no way they're gonna let that guy talk. It <laughs> clipped him, and now we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, if I were him, I definitely wouldn't bring any socks. I agree with you, James. I would not bring any socks with me to jail for him. Yeah. It's, it might not be a good thing. So yeah, I wouldn't uh, change position with him. I wouldn't like it. But but I will never come in a position like that. So that, that's the difference with him and me. Yep. More and more shady stuff coming to pass. FTX has still not filed a statement of assets or its financial position required under U.S. bankruptcy law. The CFO believes that they will be able to in April. Um, with this next news article, guys, they have $1 billion in cash uh, that they are trying to scramble up here. Uh, Gonzo, I want to flip it to you. Um, what do you think of this article? Um, I think it's hilarious, right? So obviously when you go into the mindset that this whole thing was a fraud and they, so they, they kind of try to lean into that. Well, you know, it, it was all kind of like, there was no bookkeeping and it was kind of done by accident. Well, of course, when you're stealing billions of dollars from your customers, you know, you don't keep any bookkeeping on it. Right. But you do know where you send the money. And so that's what they're trying to do now is they have all these multiple accounts and they're trying to write search warrants and then bring all that money back. And it looks like it totals up to a billion dollars, but it's not by accident that they didn't keep uh, good records. Right. Because they don't want to document. I mean, when you think about the mindset of what I could just imagine, right. I mean, a lot, a lot of these guys, no one has argued the fact that he isn't intelligent. Right. And a lot of these guys were MIT graduates, so they're super smart. And if you've ever around people that are like geniuses, but they're very socially awkward, sometimes what you'll see or the vibe that you get from them is kind of like a God complex where they believe they're smarter than you or like they have a secret that you don't. So just imagine like the conversations that went by as they laughed or whatever. Think about the uh, new story where they had the uh, chat group where they named it wire fraud, right? They probably thought it was so hilarious that they were stealing customers' funds and they were using it to do all these different things, not knowing that eventually that's the same thing that they're going to use to hang you. So, um, but yeah, so I, I guarantee you they know where the money is and part of the plea agreement is going to be them telling them where their different accounts are so they can recall some of that money. You want to know where the money is? It's at the Democratic Party. That's where the money, $27 million of it went there for sure anyway. But uh, sorry, Jackie, let's keep going. No, 100%. Guys, um, SBF claims he unknowingly committed the fraud. Uh, weak governance and poor record keeping are to blame. Andrew, did you have a comment on this? Yeah, yeah. So uh, what I was saying was just uh, adding up some numbers. There is 1.8 billion is just gone is is lost it's, it's nobody knows where it is three billion from investors are now somewhere still there that they don't get back and three and ten and, and it adds up to 10 billion if, if you talk about retail and add it to it so it's an enormous amount of money that is just vaporizing there and and so good luck for the guy who make who have to clean up the mess and figure it out you know you have you, you need ten, tens of people to, to, to figure out all those bank statements. And imagine how much work it is to, to, to go from hindsight in, in, the, in the bookkeeping and try to figure it out where it went with all those companies. And I mean, I mean, 
I know who will make the money in the next couple of months. Lawyers yeah. and accountants. They will yeah. make the money. So the funny thing here is, it, I don't know if you guys know this, but FTX had no accounting group. They had no accounter, no accounter, no accountants at all. So they had no one working with their money. They had no idea about any of it. It's actually really, really wild that they managed to form a business without any accountants. It boggles my mind. Crazy, crazy, guys. All of this is continuing. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking we might have to add FTX, the company. They might be the first company that actually makes it on the rat snake weasel weasel index. We don't have companies on there, but if there was one that was going to be on there, FTX would certainly be up there for sure, Jackie. 100%, guys. We've got to add them to that list. As the contagion continues, guys, we are continuing to clean up the mess from this, this huge, huge scandal. Moving on to our next um, article about that, uh, Genesis, DCG creditors propose a plan to resolve liquidity, liquidity issues, Gemini says. The creditor committee expects to hear from Genesis and DCG by the end of the week. We've got our Winklevoss twins sitting here with us. A creditor committee that includes crypto exchange Gemini has presented a plan to Genesis and DCG to provide a path for the recovery of assets. In February 2021, at the height of the bull market, Gemini partnered with Genesis to create Gemini Earn. In mid-November, Genesis suspended withdrawals given the FTX-induced turmoil, freezing Gemini Earn funds in the process. We have Amanda Cowie, Vice President of Communications and Marketing at DCG, saying this decision was made in response to the extreme market dislocation and loss of industry confidence caused by the FTX implosion. A lot of this um, all coming out, guys. Everyone was affected by what was going on with FTX. Andrew, Gemini, Genesis, and DCG, all companies clearly affected by the contagion. It seems as though no exchange or trading platform was left unscathed. And with regulation being such a hot topic in the space right now, what are your thoughts on how exchanges will continue in the future? I can even tell you something more. Um, we have the biggest crypto exchange in the Netherlands. It's called Bitfavo. We have 2 million uh, people who are holding some, some kind of crypto. One, the, the Bitfavo has 1 million users. So you would say, ah, it, it's, it's the Netherlands, it's far away. No, because Bitfavo, they are, yeah, you can stake your money at Bitfavo. That means that Bitfavo, the, the crypto exchange, lends out your money to Genesis. Genesis is funded by the Digital Currency Group, and they are we're involved with FTX. So you see that actually the digital currency group is also a big spider in the web. And what you see is all those companies, crypto centralized, I must say, centralized crypto exchanges are all connected with each other. And it even goes to, yeah, just a small country like the Netherlands, but they, they lost 280 million people in, uh, sorry, 280 million dollars in, in, in Genesis. So it's gone. And they, they, yeah. You know, and they think, yeah, we will recover. And but still, it, it's alarming. And and again, guys, take your crypto over the crypto exchange. Use a crypto exchange what it is meant for, to exchange crypto, and then take it off. Software wallet, hardware wallet, doesn't matter. But take take it off. So also in Netherlands, we are hit. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. 
Thank you, Andrew. Gonzo, same question. Most people talk about the wiping out of currencies themselves, but they forget to mention the exchanges and centralized platforms. What are your thoughts? Um, I, you know, it, it's going to be I, what I was thinking about when you're reading the story is what is the plan, right? I'm curious to hear what their plan is going to be, because the big like what we're all waiting for is to see what happens with Grayscale, right? With the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, right? We all know it, it's been trading at... Um, what is it like 40 something uh, percent below premium. And mm -hmm. so the question is, are they going to unwind it? Right. Or are they going to unwind a piece of it and then dump Bitcoin on the open market? They, they would end up, they wouldn't dump it on the open market. They would end up doing over the counter, but still confidence would go down and it could be that thing that kind of flushes us down. So it's really interesting with these guys, like what is the plan? I'm sure it doesn't involve unwinding the trust. It's something different. But we're going to have to wait to see. But like Andrew was saying, you know, um, where did these exchanges learn all this stuff and these lending platforms? They learned it from the banking system, right? It's the Federal Reserve banking system, right? The banks don't have your money. You, you know, they only uh, they take they only keep 10 percent of it. Right. So if you put in one hundred dollars, they loan out 90 of it and they only keep 10. And then that 90 it's, it just cycles itself over and over again. So it's nothing new under the sun. That's what they learned to do it. The difference is, is that banks are backed by the Federal Reserve and they can keep printing money to cover it, right? These guys had no backing. And so now it's falling apart. So that just goes to show these exchanges are not banks, right? Do whatever you need to do on the exchanges and then take your crypto off of it. And like Andrew said, either a hot wallet or cold storage. What's important about that is just owning your own keys and having your keys so that you control your own crypto. Such good points, Gonzo. Thank you, Johnny. The talk of the town right now is Binance. Everyone seems to be fearful and things are looking, things are not looking good. Should we have you call up CZ and wish him a good day? What do you think? You know, everybody's bashing on CZ, but I ain't going to lie. I kind of like him. I like the fact that he rug <laughs> he pulled the rug out and expose the whole expose this whole SBF thing. You know, people should be thankful that he did that, regardless of the reasons why. The point is, he exposed a big disaster. It was a it was a giant snowball that would have been even worse. Imagine if this happened a year later or two years later from now, how much damage? FBSB, uh, the rat snake weasel mini mini fraud man could have done if he had survived and FTX had survived to the next bull run. And the amount of leverage that would be coming with that one, it's a blessing that CZ rug pulled this whole thing, brought it to light, let people see what's going on, and ended this misery now and get it out of the way. And now CZ is going to pay the price for that because he upset and pissed off a lot. Listen, Jessica already said it. If you guys think that these two little kids were the ones behind this whole thing, I got a beautiful bridge for you in Brooklyn. Cheap, cheap. I'm going to sell it. Send me a DM tweet. I'll, I'll make a nice price for you because there ain't no way in the world. There were other people connected. And right now, because of uh, CZ's moves, those people just got burned and they ain't happy about it. And you've seen what's already happened. They've already sick their the media on them. They're going after CZ left and right. No surprise at all. My son in love and high vibration and prayers to CZ. You want guys like that to survive because if not, it's all controlled by one side. Not a good thing for anybody. 100%, Johnny. I agree with you. And we've got Mario sitting in the background. Let's bring Mario in here. Guys, I just love this big, happy family right now. This is making me feel so good. My first time hosting. It's kind of calming my fears. But Mario, how are you? Thank you for joining us. 
Hey, Jack. Yeah, I had to be here for this one. First of all, good morning. It's so good to see everyone. Hey, everyone in the chat, in the in the, in the live session. Hey, everybody watching this in the future. I had to be on today. It's a special day with our, our lovely Jackie hosting it. So I made a little bit of time. I was, I'm thankful that I was able to get a little bit of time to come on, but otherwise I'm feeling great. How are you all feeling? Feeling good, Mario. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, fam, let's take a macroeconomic dive. All in this week alone, we had Jerome Powell come out sharing that they are raising interest rates. And Jim Cramer telling us to trust Powell's winning hand against inflation and specifically that we won't have a repeat of 2008 Great Recession. Tones, I know you're taking accounting in school right now. What are they teaching you in regards to interest rates and inflation? All right. So, I mean, it, it it's so not much, to be honest. I haven't taken an interest course yet, so I can't speak too much on it, but Here's what I do now. Do I know you that... believe our friend Jimmy Boy is being honest? No. I mean, it, it, to be honest, no. So, I mean, it's just it's just really difficult to believe anyone, especially Jim Cramer. And so, like, I to me, it just is a really difficult spot to believe anyone who's, like, I don't know. I, I just think anyone who says they have a winning hand against inflation, I just don't trust because like it's hard to be inflation and we've seen what inflation can do. And with everything going currently on with the world, I don't think he has a way of beating inflation because if the U S dollar loses its uh, world currency, well then the U S is fucked and there's no other way to put it. So, I mean, there's a lot to go on here and I don't think he has a winning hand against inflation. I think that's just complete bullshit. I think he's just saying that to calm the nerves. I think we should be scared, dude, because we know how the Jim Cramer meter works. And he's saying that we don't have to worry about that. There's not going to be any recession. So all that did was just scare the shit out of me. And because we already knew we were in a recession, but I think the recession is going to be really bad. Now that Jim Cramer is saying that, oh, don't worry about it. There's not going to be a recession that it's going to be bad. And you know what? If you listen to what Jerome Powell, a lot of the market does this whole hopium thing where they like he goes out and he tells us, hey, there's max pain to come. Right. They are going to continue to raise rates. They're going to be lower. Right. 50, 25. And then they're going to hold for a longer period of time. He's told us that the fact that the market all of a sudden rallies off of what he's saying is just hoping because he's letting us know they are going to hold rates at a certain rate. So what they're trying to do is um, as they raise their federal fund rate, right, we're going to end up somewhere around 5%, 5.5%, 5.25%. And then they're going to hold it. And what they're hoping is that inflation's at 7.1. It's going to start dropping and eventually the federal funds rate will be above that. But that's going to take time. So they're going to hold that federal funds rate at a certain number and it's just going to hold there and it's going to cause max pain. So um, you're right. There's still a lot of max pain to come. We'll see how it plays out. But if, if Jim Cramer is saying that we're not going into a recession, we should be worried. 100%. Gonzo, I completely agree with you. There was a good video that um, our very own Coach JV put out yesterday talking about what was going on, his macroeconomic deep, deep dive on this. Um, the middle class is going to get crushed. Borrowing will be more expensive. Variable rates on credit cards are going to go up. Payments will go up. Rent will increase. Everything is going to go up, um, and it'll be more expensive for businesses to run. Payrolls will get cut. We are going to see some big layoffs coming in um, the next couple of quarters. Um, a lot of scary stuff coming on. I want to just watch this video really quickly. we got to see what he has to say. 
Let me know if you can hear this. If it'll play, guys. Let's see. It probably won't play, guys. All right. Just end it off, Johnny K. What are your thoughts on what's going on here? And then we'll move on. Well, first of all, we all know that there's no bigger rat snake weasel than than uh pull than out that scale. Jim pull Kramer, right? We got Kramer up here. Where I gotta get it. Yeah, he's right down there. He's right up there pretty much with our man SBF. Um so, hey, you know, we we know, we say this all the time on the show, you always do the opposite of what Kramer is saying, right? And if Kramer is saying things aren't going to be so bad, then you know things are going to get really bad and vice versa. So I think it's just one of those things where we just have to uh, <laughs> be prepared. It's going to get ugly. 2023, I think, is going to be an ugly year from an economic standpoint. Um, so I would encourage everybody, you know, to save your money. Try to do things to prepare for what's probably going to be a really, really rough year. I'm seeing in the industry everywhere companies are laying off. It's going to be bad because we printed a lot of money and now we're taking all that money out of the system. There's only one thing that happens when you remove money from the system. Times get tough, recessions, job losses. It's, it's going to be ugly in my opinion, Jackie. 100%, Johnny. Thank you so much. And we got more and more FUD hitting us left and right. Everything with the FTX uh, scandal going on. And this next article that we're about to show, Senate banking chairman says maybe to cryptocurrency ban. I know this is a little bit of old news, maybe not. To some of our listeners, Senator Sherrod Barron in Ohio on a Sunday said federal agencies need to address the cryptocurrency market and maybe ban it after the high profile collapse of cryptocurrency market FTX last month. Um, the Treasury Department and all different agencies need to get together and assess any possible action related to the cryptocurrency market. He continues to say maybe banning it, although banning it is very difficult because it will go offshore. And who knows how it will work, Brown said. Andrew, let me get your thoughts on this. He talks about it going offshore. What do you think? You know, what we first should start to do is separate uh, cryptocurrency from criminals because it is not the fault of cryptocurrency no it is the fault of criminals in the space and what do they do they set up something centralized and as soon as too much money come in the hands of yeah people where, they, where there is a centralized uh, environment you know it goes wrong all the time and when and everything goes up it, it goes okay a long time but then it comes down it started with the with terra luna with the usd and then we saw uh, we saw celsius and rockfi and it all and it, you know what it is all centralized so where should we go to decentralize with crypto get all the shit out and and it should all be decentralized open honest and give everybody a, a fair chance so uh, look at protocols like Aave and, and Maker and, and, and that kind of stuff, you know, decentralized protocols there where you can look at, you know, also for staking. Go, do not stake on a centralized platform. Take the, take the time to learn how to stake from a wallet, for example, from a uh, Exodus wallet or Atomic wallet. It's, it's, in the end, it is easy to do, but Take the time to, to, to move your crypto to a wallet and stake from there. You can make 10, 20% with staking. And you know, and when you do it in a centralized platform, you only get half because the other half 
the platform. The decentralized platform steals from you. So, you know, it takes a little bit of work, but be wise and go away from centralized entities. And, and yeah, that, that's what I can, uh, can say about it. Thank you so much, Andrew. I 100% agree with you. Um, a lot of centralized entities, you know, they're not, they're not in it for you. They don't care about you at all. Um, just to kind of continue on with what Sherrod Brown was saying on CNBC News, he had an interview. He says that crypto is a vulnerability in our financial system. It's dangerous. It's a Ponzi scheme, lack of consumer protection and regulation. It's a threat to national security, Korean cyber criminals, drug trafficking, human trafficking, and the list goes on. Mario, thank you for coming back and joining us today. Um, just to kind of catch you up, we're talking about Senate banking chairman um, and his ban on cryptocurrency in the U.S. What do you think um, in regards to this? Do you think that, you know, if if we end up banning, it will not be banned, um, obviously. But with all the FUD that's going on, he mentioned something interesting, saying banning it will be difficult because it will go offshore. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, um, the first thing that comes to mind is that the fact that we're, we're on that fight stage, right, that uh, Yusko mentioned when he came on the show. And, you know, the fight, the fight's going to go for a few rounds. You know, you're going to see one side pushing it, the other side uh, resisting it. And the resistance is going to be great because there's a big threat to the banking system as we all know it. Um, we know that crypto is not going anywhere. I mean, anybody that's, that's uh, researched, anybody that watches Good Morning Crypto, with all the stuff that we keep bringing you guys, there's just way too much happening at the moment, way too much involvement from a lot of big institutions and big players, governments as well. Um, this is just part of the show. And, you know, we, we just have to stay fundamental. We have to remember exactly what we're invested in. We have to, to um, do our due diligence and do our research. But this is that fight stage, which tells me that there's something going on in the background. It's already happening. They just don't want the public to know. It's, it's just part of the plan. You know, I've been saying it all the time on this show. We should be, I got to do this sideways. There's no surprise here, right? What 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 what, what do we say the narrative is going to be? They're going to tell us this is bad, so they can then tell us that this is good. But they can't tell us this is good until they have this is bad. So this is not going to end. You're going to continue to see the same narrative over and over again. How cryptocurrency is bad. It's not good for you. It's evil. Uh, the child, child sex, pornography, the pedophilia, and everything and anything, you know, drugs and stuff, everything that cash is used for, they're going to tell you all the crypto is being used for that. It's just a complete, it's a complete joke and scam, but, you know, they, they're going to push their narrative and for them to do it, this is the story you're going to continue to hear. And remember, they control all the media. They'll push this out in the media. And remember, 95% of people believe what they're told. If, if CNN came out and told you the sky was orange, I guarantee you tomorrow, 5% of your friends would start and say, hey, did you know the sky is actually orange? And then the next day, 10% of your friends would tell. And if they kept telling over again, by the end of the year, 90% of your people would tell you the sky is orange. That's just how it works. If you tell a lie long enough over and over again, it actually becomes the truth. But let's switch over from talking about lies to talking about something exciting that's coming soon.
looks so good. Guys, we have a fantastic announcement for you. We got our light paper out yesterday for X royalty just to kind of scan through here, guys. This is, these are all the things that you will find out about the project. I know we've had a lot of questions regarding X royalty. A lot of people wanting to know what was going on. We didn't want to give anything out there. We didn't want to say one thing and do another like we're seeing um, in our government institutions right now. But X royalty is not a battle against anybody, but against our own consciousness. These are the things that we'll introduce in the light paper, guys. Um, our story and our vision, how X royalty came to be. We have some really, really interesting things coming down the line. I'm not going to spoil that here on the show because I want you to go and look at um, our light paper. We have um, Med Academy coming out, guys. This is has to do with the metaverse. A lot of different events that we will be hosting um, in person and virtually. Again, we have our roadmap here, different milestones that we promise um, to, our, to our users. And then a tier system will be implemented, guys. Go check out this light paper. You can check it out um, via some of the links we have down below. Go join our Discord. See what is going on in this project. Um, we lay out the tokenomics in the light paper and our purpose for bringing this about to our warriors. Tones, I want to throw this to you. You are our NFT guru. Um, you, you look at light papers all the time for different NFT projects. What do you think of what we came out with here? Yeah, I'm excited. I see, I see the tier system. So scroll back up. I'll, I'll tell you everything I love. So what I love here, I love the tier system. I love the tokenomics. I love, so let's start here with the tier system. Tier system, amazing. We can see just by getting your foot in the door with one NFT, you get access to utilities promised by the white paper. You get IRL, virtual conferences, special ranks. Then once you get up to three, then you start getting more exclusive stuff. Then once you get up to five NFTs, you start getting a t-shirt, a special rank, lifetime membership to the 3T Warrior Academy. If we go down to tier four, we start to get even more perks, tier five, etc. So it, it really starts to benefit the people that really want to get involved, right? And so this is what I really like about our project because it lets people get involved as much as they want to be. If somebody wants to own 40 of these NFTs, they can, and they even get a chance to get flown down for a whole weekend to be with Coach JV. So the more they want to be involved, the more they can be. And it, it just... It's amazing that we're giving the community a chance to get involved and be as much and get and just be along with us for the ride and for the journey. Can you scroll up again, Jackie, a little more? Yeah, one second here. Here we go. And, and Jackie, do you? I I see people are asking uh, cost. Do you? Can you give us a cost per NFT or not yet? Guys, we will be making the price announcement in the Discord. So go follow that link um, down below. Go join our Discord. It is the X Royalty slash 3T Academy Discord. In there, we will answer all of your questions regarding the road paper the roadmap, the light paper, the utility, everything right now that is currently out and the price announcement will be made very, very soon. So go join that link, get involved, see what's going on. So the other thing I want to mention is I love how there's only 4,400 of these. I love the roadmap and I love um, how you guys have that uh, setup with at 25% sold, you, you're doing this, 50% doing this at hundred percent Meta Academy gets activated. So I love that. It shows the people what is happening at each step of the roadmap. And it really does get people to get involved. 
Hey, Jackie, if you can do me a favor, can you scroll to tier four? I just want to point something out to our uh, to our, our listener, our, our viewers here. Yes. You can scroll down. So as we scroll down, as I was going through this, it was really exciting. So, um, yeah, go to them. There we go. So first of all, check that out. We got we got Queen Jackie there in her armor. So that's really cool. Um, but check out tier four, guys. You know, if you want. If you become a tier four and you get 10 NFTs, you know, talk about utility, right? Each one of these levels gets you a little more utility. Unlike the regular NFTs, you know, most programs where you bought them when they were launching them out last year, coming out left and right. And all they had was some kind of tokenomics where, oh, you 5% deflationary and all this bullshit. And it was all kind of crappy Ponzi schemes. This NFT program is awesome because you actually can see what you get with each tier. And tier four is exciting, guys, because if you're looking for a one-on-one, a one-hour session with any one of us on this GMC team, you get a private one-on-one Zoom call with anyone from the GMC team, and there'll be a raffle as well. So one of you will be, you know, who who wins that raffle will get to be a a guest on the Good Morning Crypto Show. You'll be right here with us on the screen. So it's really, really cool. And then obviously, if you go for tier five, you actually get a one-on-one call with Coach JV. In tier six, you get to sleep with them or live with them the whole weekend, or at least hang out with them on the whole weekend. So really, really exciting. No, Johnny, I don't think you get to sleep with them. Let me, no, you don't get to sleep with them. You get to, I bet you get you to get to spend the weekend with Coach JV. Yeah. Uh, that, but that is it. <laughs> yes, you get to hang out with Coach JV. So there's like some really, really cool. This is like some amazing utility. Um, so for the for, for everyone out there, check it out. Join the join the Discord below. Uh, there's a link to there. Sign up for that. Get on the wait list. Hang out in the Discord. There'll be, a, like Jackie said, there'll be a lot of announcements. And I believe the launch date, Jackie, was what? It's a special day, isn't it? One, okay. one, one. January 11, 2023, baby. Let's roll. Yes. Thank oh, you, guys. So two Go things ahead. real quick. Uh, I see, are there 4,444 unique <laughs> NFTs? or Because I see that's being asked in the chat. Are they all unique or... They are all unique, guys. This is an example of some of the artwork that we have um, that is here on the light paper shown to you. Um, these are not exactly. I mean, there's a combination, obviously, when it comes when it comes to NFTs, a combination of the different um, accessories that they can have. But yes, each one is unique. Um, there is there is never a. Uh, an identical copy, right? It's a non fungible token, meaning there is only one of one. So yeah. So last question, what can we expect from the gamification? Because I saw gaming in there and, I, you know, that has me excited. Tones, Tones, I'm just going to say, uh, I'm, I'm not going to spoil that. I'm going to say, though, that you're not going to be playing other other games as much as you're going to be playing this one. There are some really, really cool things tied to the gamification aspect of this NFT. Um, if you guys just can't can't hold your horses with with some of the information that I'm saying, go join the Discord. Um I'm super excited for this project. I'll just end this uh, with one thing to say that just end this this light paper discussion with one thing to say that, guys, we've been working pretty hard uh, on on what we've got going here at the 3T Warrior Academy. We all we all have something very unique that we are bringing uh, as far as courses, as far as um, apps, uh, NFTs, everything like that. Um, because we truly believe that each person, you know, they have a gift, a talent and a divinity within themselves that they can help bring forward and to help other people. 
Um, and so we want to connect with you guys uh, as much as we can, whether it's in-person events, virtual events, and things like that. So we definitely thought of a way uh, to be able to do that, and that was through this NFT. So super excited to bring this towards to you guys. Um, I've been working closely with the team on this, and I'm, I'm really pleased with what we have. Moving on, guys, to our next couple of articles to end out the show. Um, let me switch it over here. After, after hearing these things with the Senate uh, banking chairman saying maybe a ban on crypto, we've also got another ban coming. FUD, FUD, FUD continues. The next financial crisis will be from crypto if it's not banned. Indian central bank governor says... Here we go. India's central bank governor has predicted that the next financial crisis will come from private cryptocurrencies if they are allowed to be regulated and not banned outright. He says, our view is that it should be prohibited because if you try to regulate it and allow it to grow, please mark my words, the next financial crisis will come from private cryptocurrencies. Mario, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it's it's much along the things that we were just discussing before. It's, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is you know, that resistance, that fight that's happening, you know, they want to make exactly like, like Johnny showing they want to make crypto look bad and CBDs uh, are the good ones. But, you know, just remember every time there's a disruptive technology, this happens, you know, uh, when the internet started happening, you know, the internet was this really bad thing that, that was not going to get anywhere. And it was a fight against, you know, the TV and, and newspapers, same thing for, for, uh, for internet, Phone services, you know, when VoIP systems started coming about, you know, the regular, the regular phone companies, they started saying that that was not going to get anywhere. It's just because it's a threat to what is in existence and uh, it's a threat to the market. And so they try to push that out. They try to um, they try to create FUD in, in the market so that people don't see what's actually happening. But we know what's happening. And obviously, you know, not every single coin out there, not all the Inu coins are going to make it. But there are coins, there are projects, there are that are here to stay, that they're offering um, future, they're offering future uh, solutions. And those are the projects that we have to be invested in. 100% Mario. And just to remind our listeners of the news that came out earlier this week, Visa proposal would bring Ethereum users one step closer to being their own bank. So as we have FUD coming out, um, about cryptocurrency uh, being completely fake, not real. Visa is making partnerships with Ethereum for people to become their own bank. Totally two different sides of the coin here. Um, so don't be fooled, guys. Johnny K, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up the show? Yeah, we've got about a minute left, Jackie. I'll just say this. I mean, certainly whenever Visa's hopping into something, that's ultimately going to bring validation to it. Certainly the blockchains are going to be here to stay. The cryptocurrency part of it, that's going to be debatable. So we'll have to wait to see what cryptocurrency's role is in it versus the blockchain role. That's really kind of the million-dollar question. And we'll see how that plays out in the long run. Nobody has the answer. But uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. So we'll have to pick that up at our next show. Thank you so much, Johnny K. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate all of you being here. Thank you to Johnny K. Thank you to Andrew Cashflow, Mario, the Node Defender, and NFT, our, our tones, our NFT king. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And with that, we'll close out the show with... Jackie, thank Ford. you so much. You did great. You was wonderful. You're, You're amazing, amazing, Jackie. Show. Let's and give it up for that, Jackie. Yo, let's get a one in the chat for Jackie. Let's get a one in the chat for Jackie.
There we go. Let's give it up for Joyful Jackie, greatest host ever. I appreciate you guys. I love my family. Warriors rise. <laughs>